Shani, am I ready? Mm-hmm. We on and rolling. My mic is up. The mic makes me feel important. Yeah, I feel like, oh, okay, you want to hear me? Right, we okay. here. Hello. <laughs> I can't see, you know, so many lights on. All right, we ready. All right, so we have Cheyenne in the building. Do we say your whole name? Cheyenne Winston, because they need to know who to vote for later on. I'm not running for office ever in my life. You're going to run for something. You have you... the most power right on the outside. Like, you have the most power, like, being friends with people who are officials, and you right on the outside. It's like my Ooh. homeboy James. It's like, you, that's my homegirl. She's going to make sure it gets done. Right. Because when you run for office, it's all the rules. You can't take a certain amount of money. You got to be in certain places. You got to listen to all these people. I'm not political enough to run for office because i will fuck some shit up well can you keep your voice out here we just keep needing we need to hear your voice yeah, keep letting your voice be heard that's the challenge not like it's a challenge like it's hard but i'm really shy no you not i'm outgoing and like once i'm inside i'm comfortable but doing things that make stuff about me is hard because i just didn't grow up like that like no matter how many friends i had no matter how popping i was when i was younger you i to. never made myself the center of the event i never was like the loudest and crazy, well, probably sometimes, but I just never made the attention come to me. It was always about the fun. And I think that's one of your strongest qualities. So as crazy as that may sound, I'm gonna spin it that way. That's actually one of your best qualities because I do feel like you're a selfless black woman of power and you don't even realize it because you just feel like you're doing what's right and you're doing what's for you. It's funny because like every time I try to do something opposite, opposite, it's like a hard no. Like anytime I try to do something that's outside of the realm of black politics or black community engagement, like God <laughs> stops that shit in the tracks. Because like, it's not for, for you. Even my mom, like I love working for Filthy Rags. Like I loved it. But I got to a point where it's like, okay, these girls is arguing over clothes. People is calling you over clothes. I'm like, it's niggas dying out here. And y'all yep. over here wanting, where is my dress? It's like, okay. And I just found myself like hard for me to go to work. But what right. made it hard for me to take a step out and really a leap of faith was that like, I believed in my mom's business. Like I was the first person there, like me and my homegirls, like me and my homegirls right. was, that. oh, we at my mom's house. So she want to take some pictures. Oh, I'm writing postcards today. Oh, you know, like mm-hmm. even when I was in college, I'm doing all the Facebook stuff. Ooh, mom, send me some pictures. Like, let me do that. And I was really into marketing and um, business development. So I'm like, okay, this is a small business, a black business, a family owned. This is where I'm supposed to be. Right. And the more and more I got there and the longer and the, the longer I was there after I set everything up, policies that are still in place today mm-hmm. i was like mom i just can't do this it was and she hard. understood i bet she understood but i didn't do it the right way Ooh. i didn't do it the right way the first time so i ended up having working back for my mom because like i said like god and me we, we <laughs> friends so much that this man will not let me do what i'm not supposed to do now younger cheyenne probably could get away with some shit but as i continue to get older like my, the purpose and the call on my life became so clear that like anytime i was disobedient like in the smallest of things like i could argue with my boyfriend today and like by the time the night comes up like you know what i apologize i was projecting how i feel like sometimes i need to rethink how like me like he that's checked the fuck out of though. me and it's, that, sometimes it's not fair <laughs> why what you mean it's not fair i'd like to argue hang, you know what I mean? I but you can't hang yeah but like i'm not saying it's not fair but sometimes i want it and it's not right but sometimes i just want to do me but i'm realizing the older as i mature mm-hmm. and as i get older that doing me and doing what's right are the same thing and mm. the outside influences would try to convince you, not like uh, intentionally, right? They would try to pull you into their realm, pull you into what they do because they want you to be there because of what you offer to them. Mm-hmm. But it probably doesn't feed you. And I found that. And the hardest thing about being black in politics is a very small tribe. Mm. <laughs> it's few. It's few of us. But it's hopeful because. I mean, we'll get into it, but it's just a hopeful moment right. for those of us who have been doing work like this and then just been trying to figure out how to reach a large amount of people. And do you feel like care. it's going to die out no. or do you feel like this is the beginning of a new era? It's funny because in 2014, I started the new black era and that's exactly why and I, you know, I'm bad at names. Right. So if I have a project, I love gonna called, it's going to be called Project uh but I had a program. It was like, I did like a media arts program mm-hmm. at ISEF schools for three years. I had like a contract with New Black Era. 
and the name of they were like what's the name of the program i was like you know project public service announcement they're like oh I'm like i can't make up no name so if you got a good name for me call it project psa that's exactly what i called it but the new black era came i was just talking to someone just like this i was just like it's 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 new things coming on in the world it's new shit it's new shit it's, it's the black people are like i don't like to use it term waking up because i think it just gets overused like woke like i don't know what that means i try to stay away from the popularity of terms that try to box people in because i'm not boxed in and one of the things i felt hard was a hard not a hard circumstance but like an obstacle that i had to face when i started the new black era was that like they don't older black people didn't know how to accept young black people who want to do the work it's like mm-hmm. either I had to have a dashiki, mm-hmm. either I had to come from a well-off family and be in black politics, mm-hmm. you know, be elected official connected to someone. Either I had to change my name, be in the drum circles. And it's right. funny because I'm all of the above. I mean, I don't come from, not saying I don't come from a good family, but I don't come from a wealthy family. Right. So I'm not like, But they know, you know how to make it happen. Shit. Yeah, but. Get it. And so I found that as a hard, that's why I started the New Black Era exactly like that. Because a lot of people think that politics and advocacy looks a certain way. That shit looks like how we make it. You could be black as fuck. You could be gangster as fuck. You could be ghetto as fuck. You could be, you know, bougie as fuck. You could be whatever you want to be as long as what you're doing benefits the community. And a lot of times people try to say, oh, you want change? Let me come come to me. Let me teach you how to be changed. It's like, Mm. no, how do you see change? That's how you see change. What resources do you need? Because you're hitting a population that I can't reach. And that's like a lot of the problems when I see with other black organizations, not just black organizations or community-based organizations. They want people to conform and then join. It's like, nigga, I'm not changing for nobody. And if you want these black ass (laughs) niggas in the streets, in the ghetto, in the hood, to be a part of your, your project to be a part of your voting to be a part of whatever it is then you have to meet people where they are and that was something that the black panthers did very well Mm. because the panthers looked like you those was your uncles your cousins your aunties Mm. you know what i mean and that's what i don't didn't see enough and i think that right now i believe is what i I argue about this yesterday with some like my little politic homegirls i think this is the second wave of the black lives matters movement but i think that i um, think that too the first one happened, so some people argue Trayvon Martin, some people argue Mark, Mike Brown, but what we don't remember is that that happened only maybe six months apart. Right. And so I clumped those together. Like one was the pre was a preset to, you know, the other. And I just think that we're in a time where like niggas don't care what you look like. It's just they like, don't. what kind of change do you want? And that older people feel a way. They feel a way because they missed the opportunity to teach us how they organize because mm-hmm. they judged us for so long. And that's the problem. Don't judge. I'm a, I hate when people judge people. Like <laughs> I'm not, my mom used to tell me a lot, like growing up, you know how some things you realize like, oh, you're my, pa- my parents taught me that. You don't mm-hmm. realize till you get other like, damn. damn. My mom used to tell me I'm not the judge or the jury. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, here she goes. Another one of her little slang, just like she got one of your little friends. But it, but that's something that I'm the same way. I can't judge anybody one because there's shit that I've done that nobody knows. Right. <laughs> Period. But there's being accountable to that though is is where it sets the whole conversation and people aside. Because some people are like, shit, nobody knows, so it never happened. And then it's some accountable motherfuckers like us where it's like we can't judge and we can't be the jury. It's funny because I'm both. Nobody knows, so it never happened. <laughs> and because nobody knows, and because it did happen, and I made it not happen, I still can't judge you. I can't judge nobody. The only thing I could do is, um, like I tell my sisters, like, don't be so judgy. I'm like, I'm just sharing my opinion, girl. Take it as you want, because whatever right. decision you make, I'm still going to be fucking with you. Right. I'm still going to fuck with you. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you I told you so. If I'm right, like, if I'm right, I'm going to be like, okay, well, do you want to do that now? Like, you want to take the suggestion I gave you now? Like, I'm with you. I'll do it with you. Right. And so I think that that's something that we have to, that's the hardest part when it comes to change. The hardest part is everybody wants to clump us in. You can't, our generation, you can't clump shit. Mm-mm. You can't clump anything. I'm because what they, they used there. to call us Twitter fingers. You guys are always on social media. Oh, how the <laughs> fuck you think these protests happen? You thought niggas was sending postcards? <laughs> right. Millennials, the most of, most not most of us, but a lot of people sleeping on couches, sharing houses and shit. Niggas right. don't be having addresses. No. It's like, what you mean? <laughs> we share, nobody's outside handing out flyers. Niggas, social media DMs the whole time that 
people, older generations of politicians, political scientists, fucking commentators and all of that. They're over here talking about the younger generation not being involved in politics, not caring. What they didn't know is that we were building a social media base the whole time. Because Mm -hmm. when the revolution was time, niggas didn't have time to send postcards in a pandemic. There were no money for stamps, probably. You know what I'm saying? And that's why the, 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 the new old generation is mad because we have all the resources. Like, if you really want to use your voice, you don't have no excuse. Like... They're mad. You know, here's the thing: we don't have all the resources because the major difference mm. between our generation and their generation is money. You cannot move. A movement does not move without money. Period. Fact. It does not move without money. To have, let's say, just me, right? To have me fucking spend ten hours, nine hours a day calling people, texting people, writing shit, like researching. You gotta pay. Like, right. nigga, it's not free. For- <laughs> like, I got bills to pay. Right. This is the old days, college wasn't $10,000. Right. I just got my master's. That shit was $45,000. And it's just like, you you, got, you have to pay me. Right. And the difference <laughs> is with the older right. generation is like, they would meet the, that at, at, those, at those times, the church was like a community center more than it just was church. So people would come to church just to get the information that's going on in the community. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. That's well, you think about, think about like, let's say Martin Luther King is just the most popular, Mal- Malcolm X. Like they're the um, the the nation of Islam. That was the base. Like they met when they had those meet their meetings um, in the mosques and, mm-hmm. and such. Like that was how they got the information about the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and took it back to the yeah. People Malcolm um, Martin Luther King. Like they didn't have to take it back. That was the only place they could go. And still get killed because of church bombings and shit. Like, the safe space, the only mm. place that they had was the churches. We don't have that. We don't have a collective space because everybody's faith is different. Faith has grown. People have explored new faith because of the freedom of religion that we've had since throughout, the, the time. throughout time. And so now the, the hardest thing is how do we get people to get off of social media and into these rooms outside of a global political uprising? That's the hardest part. Because we could be doing the work, but I'm telling you, when I have events and shit, nigga, we about like 15 of us, you know, strong 15. Right. You know, my I got six sisters, so it's like, how many is it really? Right. You know, it's a real <laughs> mess, like, my boy, I don't count my boy, I count everybody who's there. But that's the hardest thing. So what we need is people who are influencers mm-hmm. to connect with uh, uh, those of us who have influence but don't have the fo- the same following oh. as influencers we need to collaborate more like that's the major there's a lot of differences between the older generation our generation when it comes to pushing a movement and the we could say a lot about what we have and what they don't have like right. you know what i mean they had we we all have balls we all we set shit on fire they set shit on fire you know right but the difference is is that they stay together and they move together for a long time and that's why you see uh, the the boys club when it comes to black politics in LA like there's a whole ring right you have like supervisor Thomas who's in charge of like LA County 2nd district is 2 million people it's all through South LA Carson Linwood um, comes back around Compton pushes through all the way down it's like a, like a little island in the middle of LA right mm-hmm. that's the 2nd district right supervisor Thomas that's his role but 20 years ago, he was on a city council. Then he moved to assemblyman. And where's his friends at? Herb Weston in the city council. Where are their friends at? Danny Blakewell, who owns the LA Sentinel and Brotherhood Crusade and all those things. Like, so you got the media, you have this person, then you have friends where? Jewel Walker, 100 black men. Then you have friends where else? Like, all of them, KJLH, all of them, like, started like us. Like, in, well, I'm not in my 20s, but in their 20s on right. some shit. You know what I mean? But and they then they, they kept on building together, like because one person, oh, you have the media resources. So when I got some shit to say, can, you gonna you gonna handle the media? Mm-hmm. Oh, you doing Texas? So well, nigga, I'm the county supervisor. Let's get all the county resources and make this bigger and bigger for our community. Mm-hmm. And they had a shared goal. 
they had they had different paths they had different lanes and they obviously did their own things as well but they had a shared goal and so that's what i'm really trying to do like what i'm realizing now more than ever she's dropping gems y'all she's dropping gems no 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 that's i'll be at work like let me pause there no 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 no. because i'll be talking too much <laughs> that's how you get their attention because you really speak into I'm gonna just let you finish. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I mean, share I'm just goal. saying, like, we just need to have shared goals. And I, but that's the beauty of what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the beauty of what's happening. And that's why I feel like shit, no matter how shy you are, Cheyenne, no matter how in the like I would see me, I might not be out there protesting, but the day everybody was protesting, I literally made a hundred calls to legislation, like pass ACA five, pass AC. I literally pressed star, 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 and I read that I my name is Cheyenne Winston. I am a um I live in Los Angeles County and I want the assembly member to vote for ACA five. And I literally made a hundred calls that day. Like literally. I'm like, shit, while they on the turf, let me do my part, part. so the policies could get made. Because we could protest all we want. But if niggas aren't voting, then it we, our our voice literally doesn't matter. But Man. the hard part is voting is intense. It's intense. Like nigga, we don't even all vote for the same thing. We live in two different districts. Right. So it's the I it's it's hard. But it's possible. And Absolutely. now more than ever, people are listening. I don't want to say waking up because the fuck. No. I might be asleep. <laughs> like, no, but you, facts. Because we need to vote. But I think the problem with voting is we don't know what to vote for. Yeah. I don't think enough people knows that it's a second district, it's a first district, it's a third district. And I mean, it might be sad to say, but shit, I didn't know I was in the second district and I vote. But that still say a lot about me and my voting. You I know didn't what I'm know saying? this shit either. I didn't know. Like, I be trying but, to tell people, like, I might have a, I have a bachelor's degree in political science. I have a master's in nonprofit management. That doesn't mean shit when nobody told me how the fucking civics work. Right. It doesn't mean shit. It literally doesn't mean anything when you graduate high school and you don't even know the, like, how your community, like, moves. Right. And so, like, Facts. how does, like, you might have some, the, it's crazy because you think like, oh, I have a problem. Let me go talk to the mayor. The mayor can't do shit. The mayor literally can't do shit. The mayor is like the vice president. It's like, okay, I pass. You know, I can say things, but who does, who runs all this shit is like the county, right. like the county supervisors, supervisors, the county department of public health, the county department of children and family services, and social services education and that's that. the things that people need to know and that's what I, we need to come together it's to like, work how do you teach that without taking niggas to school like that's right. unfair like yeah. i'm like i could talk and so the thing is like my thing is like let me just talk any, any opportunity i get let me just keep on talking and keep on talking and, because man. it's like i didn't know i like i said i have the degrees and shit but i didn't really figure all of this out how it worked till about like 2016 like I had been Way fighting for fight. like ten years at that point. Like hell no, when I was in college, I wasn't shit. Like I, I wasn't doing nothing about politics in college, and I literally just sent my professor an email last night, like, damn, I should listen to you. I ended up doing the same shit you told me to do. <laughs> so I was trying to survive in college. Right. So the decisions I made had nothing to do with my education. It had always do like, can a nigga eat? Can a nigga sleep? Can a nigga get to school? And what so college that, did you go to, Shane? I went to Grambling State in Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all my family, my one, my one of my cousins, she worked in the finance department at Grant. Like they all went to Grambling. Oh, really? Yep. I love going to their homecoming, and it's because it's that shit is the vibe is unmatched. Like if you are from LA, you have to experience a HBC. Absolutely. Like, if you can, if a friend goes, you got a cousin, aunt, just experience it. Grambling and Tuskegee. I take my hat off to them. Facts. They Gram Gramlin and Tuskegee have the best weddings, the best yeah, reunions, the best homecomings. That's I'm telling you, Erica Badu would be at Gramlin shit, and you wouldn't even know. Yeah, she went to Gramlin. That's and what I'm trying to tell it's you. It's funny because everybody was like, everybody would say, "Let's go to Howard homecoming, Howard." And I might nah. even know, there's a million things for me to talk about because I could talk about a lot of shit. But let me just say this: there are 108 HBCUs, and Howard, Clark, Spelman. And Morehouse are not the only HBC. They're not. And they're not. That's just a definition of how they try to group Black people into one community. Mm. I was listening to a um, panel the other day from Emory University Department of Social Justice because that's what you listen to shit like that. And it's <laughs> one Black professor who works at Saint at John Hopkins. He said, "I'm tired of people saying the Black community, like we're one person, like we are." communities of black people 
we don't all do the same thing. We, don't we all was just talking thing. about we that don't black grow America. Up the same way. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, Angela Rye. Every she's all over CNN for being a black talking about black people. <laughs> Angela Rye grew up rich as fuck. Her parents were rich. It. She like, grew up in upper middle class in wa- the state of Washington. <laughs> like even if you did go to the ghetto in Seattle, that shit ain't Nickerson Gardens. It's not. That shit ain't Imperial Court. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't never been to a fresh and meaty. Like, so why are you car wash all of us? Right. You never. I'm not saying you never, but most of the experiences you touch on are from a policy and theory. But like, there needs to be more of us who practice that shit, who live that shit, and really experience. And when you see the mat, the movements happen. Black Lives Matter, the people, um, the poor people's coalition, all the community coalition, like all this shit are are ran and, and mo- mobilized by people who look like us. Have you ever been to community coalition? Mm-mm. We gonna volunteer together one day. Can we? Community coalition is on 82nd in Vermont. I'm it done. literally says community coalition. I've seen Center. it before. That sure. is like the only version of a community center we have in the black community. How do I know? I was working for Destination Crenshaw grinding because I needed some extra money paying for school. Mm. And this is recently. This is like this 2019. And um, yeah, because niggas would think that, I don't know, maybe money fall for trees for some people. But me, I'll be fucking working. (laughs) And (laughs) so Community Coalition is like, they are, their their, um, slogan is people power. And they literally, I mean, they got caregiver programs. They pick kids up from Crenshaw High School. They employ them to work for Destination Crenshaw or any other project that's going I on. I really want to do this. They teach people about their employment rights. They have a huge re-entry program. And you can literally pull up there and just sign in and sit there and chill in a nice new ass organi- um, organization. It's like Community Coalition is what I want New Black Air to be in 20 years. Now, here's the dope part about Community Coalition. Right now, um, we have Congresswoman Karen Bass, right? Mm-hmm. Karen Bass is over the 37th district. So that's like 54th and Crenshaw uh, all the way. I don't know by heart. Like, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. But it's like LA if you take from Crenshaw and Slauson and pull it like to east all so, the way back to South Central, right? And I could be missing some parts. Right. Our neighborhoods, the black Congresswoman Waters, Congresswoman Bass. Like and Nancy Baragin and Compton mm-hmm. are the 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 carry they represent the most black people okay. in California. And so Congresswoman Bass, <laughs> I I be handing out voting guides to dumb trips, make it easy. I use your ballot. <laughs> I always use your ballot, and I be sending it to people. I be compiling other people, so this year is gonna be my first year making mine myself. Oh. Yeah, I mean, shit. Why make it work harder when other people are doing them? I right. agree. I agree. I agree. Let me just copy Whoa. and paste. But she started. She was the first. She started Community Coalition, and Who? then Congresswoman Bass, Bass. Bass. Karen Dope. Bass, and then um, Marquise Dawson, who's over the who's the councilman over the eighth district. Now, I'm, here's what's dope about Marquise Dawson. He's black, and he's me a DJ. He's like forty something years old. Shut the you fuck don't, up. you know, Congresswoman. I mean, Congresswoman Bass. So this is what's dope about LA. LA has a lot of black politicians who will fuck with mm. you if you talk to them. Now, some of them are a little elitist. But it's okay. You want to know why? Because they need your votes. So the problem is we think elected officials could solve all the problems. That's not how it works. A group Mm -hmm. of people say like, this is a problem. And 400 other people think it's a problem. What you going to do about it? That's what we need to do. Because older people know how to do that. White people know how to do that. Mm -hmm. But we think like this, we could Twitter finger it, Instagram it, tweet it. All these niggas got us fucked up. Why is all this shit happening in LA? But nobody want to pull up. When it's time to when be like, I need 400 like, people okay, to get my point across. Okay, y'all. Uh, so we don't like that shit that's happening. This is how this is how Destination Crenshaw happened. There's, I have an amazing friend. I need to shout out her name is Kristen Gordon. She's the economic deputy director for Councilman Dawson, right? Wait, She's you- in her 20s. She's from LA. She graduated from UC Irvine. And she literally spearheaded what I think, and I'm going to give her the credit for it, spearheaded Destination Crenshaw. Now, what did she do? She from here. So what she said, we got to get Nipsey on this. So when Nipsey rapping, like making meetings at city council, that's because it's somebody who looked like us, who's from where we from, who has a black elected official who's younger, who's from where we from, who worked at community coalition, knows the issues of the community. Mm. And then they putting it together. So like 
when the pandemic obviously slowed down construction, but that shit is going to be dope. For mm. two miles on Crenshaw between 60th and Vernon Avenue, there's going to be a two a hundred foot Crenshaw sign. There's going to be art. There's going to be pocket parks. There's going to be um fucking new trees and benches and shit so you could pull up and chill on crenshaw like you do in santa monica mm. but that's because people Somebody. who look like us came together an advisory council older and younger people in nipsey mm. came together to say like how can we make beautify our community amidst a fucking metro line coming apart and then <laughs> so it, it's it's different then you need people who could get the money right so people are talking about, oh, funny, Black Lives Matter, some white people. Well, what black person you know donated $4 million to Black Lives Matter? Because these niggas want to donate it to the, <laughs> to the fucking Care of the World campaign. <laughs> they don't want to be giving it to that shit because they thought they was too radical. But guess what? Radical, that radical shit kicked down doors. Mm-hmm. And Facts. so that, I know I went on so many different tangents, no. but it's just an example of like, yeah, it's a lot to fucking know. And nobody's telling you, you gotta know it all. What we're telling you is when I'm trying to give you the information, not when I'm trying to give you, like I got a gift for you. Like it's, it's, it's no pedestals when it comes to this shit. When I'm over here saying like, hey, cause this is what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to change the shit in the community. What's up? Pull up. Pull up. Pull right. up. Pull up, man. Up. Pull up. You want to know why? Because when we pull up to fucking Playhouse, shit's fucking closed. We pull up to fucking Lock and Key. These niggas don't want us there. They, they want our money. <laughs> they want the. They they they, and they, they treat talk you shit like about that. us in their fucking language because we just spent millions of dollars to them. And I'm not saying don't party, don't do none of that because we gonna live our life. But what I'm saying is commit to the work that betters our community the same way we commit to shit that makes us happy and enjoys us. Because in the long run, when we want if we want our kids to grow up in South Central, we want our kids to grow up in South LA, we want our kids to grow up in View Park, Windsor Hills, Ladera, Gardena, Compton, Carson, then we need to be involved because this is a hot land for niggas who don't want to spend money in Beverly Hills. They're coming and buying our shit up and you don't even know that your neighbors are white. white. When I'm knocking on these doors Shut. of Destination Crenshaw on the corner of 54th and 7th Ave, my nigga. 54th and 7th Ave. Shut it's up. the whitest fucking couple. Hello? I was like, oh, well, hey, <laughs> I'm here to tell you about Destination Crenshaw. She's like, yeah, I heard it. It's a black art project. It's, going, it's amazing. I love how they're like they're putting black history on the forefront. All right, because, okay, cool. So I go to the next door. Hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, we're talking about Destination Crenshaw. I want to make sure you know about these great things that are coming out of the community. Like, yeah, I ain't never heard of that before. Well, how come the white person next door has? And she's like, yeah, it's on the news all the time. I read it in the newspaper. There was a council meeting. I went there. I just wanted to hear more about it. And the difference is, is that we were not taught the power of our vote because niggas didn't want us to vote because they knew we wasn't going to vote for the white person who was getting money off of our bodies. And so that's why it's that's why I don't judge nobody. He's like, I don't know how none of that shit works. I'm like, girl, me too. I'm just trying to figure it out. But this is one way it works. So you trying to fuck with me? Or not. And maybe we can make it cooler. You know, our generation, we hip. So maybe we can make it. But I don't want to have to make a function every fucking time I need a nigga to vote. So, like, right. My, I will, though. There's can you say one that one more time for the people that are back? I don't want to make a function for every time it's time to hey. vote. I just don't. I just want you to be like, I'm going to pull up because the homegirl said pull up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll do, I'll do my part. You know what I mean? I won't just be on social media. Like, I'll just, like, I I use my mom's stories everything. So, you're going to have to come to Inglewood. Right. I'm going to pull <laughs> up there. I'm like, yeah, we talking about the ballot. Either you could, like, last time we talked, we were discussing. People were asking questions. Or you could just pull up and, and get a cheesy. Mm-hmm. Hey, whichever. I'm going to pull up. I, I need to do better at pulling up. Sometimes I do be out of town, though. But. <laughs> just at it. Okay. Just a little bit. But. I, I am going to pull up because I want to make a difference. I want to help. Like, I don't want to be a politician. I don't always have to be on the forefront. But like you said, which is very, very, very impactful. It's deeper than protesting. It's deeper than just being out there. Black Lives Matter. Like, this girl is making phone calls to get awareness to the right people. Like, that's so much more important to me. But I don't know that. Like, so I want to know. So just help me out. If you got a little some, just... You never can text me too much. Just let me know because I don't want to be uncomfortable going into that voting booth no more. Like, you know, and I go in and I promise you, Cheyenne, this is not cliche. 
I really take your sample ballots and I go in there, but sometimes I don't even know the people and then they might switch it up in there. Mm -hmm. And if it's not just how it look, then I'm thrown off. So I'm just like, oh fuck, I'm gonna do something wrong. It's just a lot to think about. No. So I then I just it. put nothing, but then that's not helping the problem either. You Give know? yourself credit for showing up. I'm always like, gonna show up because I have to do my part, especially if I'm gonna wanna be a temporary advocate for it. Mm -hmm. Like I can't hold you accountable for something that I'm over here like, not even paying attention to yeah. you know and that's the difference like and i feel like it's a lot of people that feels like myself when they get there like we don't know that the mayor ain't the person to go to like i need to go to shit what's his name marquise yeah marquise dawson like he he's over the eighth district it's interesting it's which is our district our district legit and they do and he like I don't want to say that politicians, all politicians are the same because everybody's different. Everybody Absolutely. has their own agenda. Everybody is different. Like, but I will give them credit, not all of them, <laughs> but I will give most <laughs> of them credit for listening. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? All the, all you have, like the shit that's happening, like, um, the new camp, for instance, the new campaign, um, the new budget defunding the police. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> don't get you started. I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say a little thing, right? Go, you can. We ain't so got nothing with let time. me just say, outside of being the founder of the New Black Era, I am the senior manager of communications and I development. I still haven't introduced you. Oh. <laughs> I need to introduce you. I'm, still, I'm a senior manager of communications and development for a nonprofit organization called Innovate Public Schools. And at Innovate Public Schools, it's not a school system. I think they need to change their name, but whatever. Um. We work to close the achievement gap for low-income African-American and Latino students. What Amazing. does that mean? We put pressure on the fucking school district. And we don't, it's not just me, it's parents. So we're in like, we. Have, I'm not a community organizer. So people, I'm an advocate, but I'm not an organizer. You know what a community organizer does? They sit with people all day on the phone, in the hood. Oh, let's meet here. I'm talking to this person. And they're collecting voices and they're building campaigns. It's my job to fundraise for it. And it's my job to communicate it digital media traditional media blogs social fuck talking points press releases all of that and so i didn't a hundred percent understand advocacy until i started working there now mm. i just been this loud mouth black girl <laughs> who's been like doing her little thing and apparently people been pointing me because people are like you have like, some good things to say i was like you know maybe i should be a political commentator but no, I mean that shit don't pay. Like journalism is a long road. I get paid very well for where I work. Don't get don't get misconstrued. Nonprofit organizations make money. The only difference is when they make a surplus, they don't give it to shareholders. They reinvest it back into the community. That's the only difference between nonprofits and corporations is how the money is managed. So people are like, oh yeah, you know that that shit is fake. You know how nonprofits are. It's like. Just because your auntie and them had a nonprofit that they used to, like, you know, funnel scam money in does not mean that the majority of nonprofits do that. Right. Nonprofits organizations are the only places that implement policies that, like, elected officials make. When it's, when, you know, uh, when shit passes, it ain't fucking Target that's coming to help the community. It's Community Coalition, New Black Era. Right. We're providing those services and those programs at a lower cost because the most people can't afford it. So at mm. Innovate Public Schools, um, we go hard on, on advocacy and I learned a lot through them. I learned how to, to use my words and my fucking, I'm, have you ever took the Gallup strength mm -hmm. tester? So, uh, there's this like test called the Gallup strength and I got, I don't know how much it costs, but I did it at my old job and it basically you take a test and it tells you what your biggest strengths are and mine is strategy. My top eight out of 10 is strategy and the last two are input. Meaning that, like, I like to be a part of something. And so I'm just trying to leverage those now. Right. Like, I can't be a community organizer. It's very hard. Like, the hardest thing for me is, like, I'm a people person, but I just do not like being on my phone talking to people all day. I just don't. I will forget to text somebody back. I will call somebody back, somebody on the Same. phone. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, girl. My best friends. Girl, let's talk in person. Because over the phone, I'm just distracted. I literally have ADD. So, like, <laughs> you have to wheel me in. And pull me back and I just <laughs> so that's what I'm saying like this is not some shit that's like there's no perfection like I'm still learning but I know shit I think I'm going the right way come with me if I'm going the wrong way shit you're going to go to the right you're the right way with me right but and shit think, no learn along the way yeah and figure this that politics shit, out. shit is for everybody they didn't want Fannie Lou Hamer 
that lady was a sharecropper and she pulled up and was like yeah i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired what's mm. up she talking the guy who the video that went viral at the school board district in baton rouge for the lady who's shopping he's just a regular guy and he went off on that lady that shit went <laughs> viral because the bitch is shopping in the middle of a fucking hearing that's talking about racial you know racism in the school district in baton rouge it's like regular people have changed this world and we cannot think that an elected official is going to change. You want to know why? Because people who are elected officials, a lot of them are just in a power circle. Their dad did it, their auntie did it, their cousins did it, and they're just doing it and keep them going to keep the power in their families. Now, what shifts that shit is when we pull up like, yeah, so what's up? We gangsters, we out here in the street. Mm -hmm. Like, what's up? That's Those are the same tactics. Like, don't soften up, don't lighten up. The same way you put pressure Sucks. on a nigga who owe you money is the same way we're going to put pressure <laughs> on people who make the policies because they owe us money, money too. too. Right. You owe me everything, my nigga, and I want it all. And that's exactly how I pull up. That's exactly... That's like this is the exact fire. I come up and work and so a policy what happened or something and my me and my boss be on the phone. My boss is like a Jewish lady who's like such a gangster. Like I've never met a hood Jewish girl. That's her. And um so she be like, Cheyenne, I know I know you got something to say, but let me tell you what one of the black the only black LAUSD board member did. And I'm like, see, this is why I can't. So you want me to go up there? Should I call them? Or you're like, no, we'll just, you know, because you have to bring that fire. You have to but work she probably with balance you out too. No, nah, no. Nope. She she <laughs> equips me because you don't need to get toned down. But you don't mm. have to enter into the political system or into advocacy because of somebody else's thing. A lot of people entered that way because something happened to them. Somebody got shot by the police, the family member. Somebody got taken advantage of in the nursing home. So they found, they started doing it to caregiver rights. Somebody's business got shut down because of eminent domain. So now they're fucking with, you know, now they're trying to get like, it has to be a personal reason why. And sometimes that personal reason is, shit, I want my kids to have better schools. And that's what Innovate is. Like I'm with like one parent, her name is Alexandria Robinson. She from what? South Central. She, I love her. She pulled up to Mike Romero, like, with the neck, ponytail and lashes, like, my child should be able to go to 96th Street Elementary. I don't want to have to find a way to get him all the way to the west side so he can get a good education. So what are you going to do about black students in your district? I saw that there's $70 million extra there. I need a math intervention program. Her and a lot of other parents, the whole Black Student Achievement Group from all over South LA, what did they did? Get a 10-week pilot program in what's called the Achievement Schools, which are the schools that aren't doing the best in like hundreds area, hundreds, like 96th Street, uh, I don't know the name of the schools, but over in that area, right? Mm -hmm. And it happened. What happened? The student scores risen, rose 66%. Because mm. somebody advocated. So now with that math intervention program that takes the lowest performing black students in math and gives them one-on-one -on -one tutoring for 10 weeks is now going to be available for more than 50 students because they did a pilot. And mm. that's advocacy. It don't have to be any. And Shout so now that her. the Black Lives Matter movement is doing a defund the police and linked up with students deserve to do L take police out of LAUSD, like we all come together for a joint cause so your cause don't have to be my cause me like my shit is just black voices in every arena i don't i don't care like black arts black you know sexuality yeah. black uh fucking um businesses black organizations like all of that all of that shit matters it, it don't have to be we don't have to come on one collected thing the one collected goal out of all this shit is fucking liberation not equity not equality like you know that fucking picture is like <laughs> equality people over the fence equality uh then it's like equity everybody has the same thing everybody over the fence liberation is take the fucking fence down yeah, right. <laughs> same fucking stepping stool as a nigga next to me i want to be in the seat front row too my nigga you know what i mean with the frank lucas fucking fur one that's what i want i don't want the, i don't want equality yeah you fight for equity but you push for liberation right and the only way we can do that is everybody takes the an issue on their own like if say for instance you have a daycare right if you have a daycare and your parents are having a hard time with crystal stairs 
And you like, man, these parents are good working parents. They out here, they just need a little help. Crystal Stairs is giving a runaround. Pull up on Crystal Stairs. Link up with the rest of your daycare parents because you guys have the same issues. Write a letter to the executive director. Mm. Ask for a meeting. When you have the meeting, 10 of y'all, and y'all sit and talk to the person, guess what? Now that's on that person's mind because the people who are in policy have not experienced the same things that we have. So somebody has to be at that table. Somebody has to be in front of them that to has. expose them to what's going on. Because if you don't know better, you can't do better. Now, the problem is if I told you what the shit is doing and you don't fucking make no change, now I got to link up and vote you out of office. Right. That's how we got to move. <laughs> we got to put the pressure on. Like, hey, I mean, fuck him. He ain't doing what we got to do right. How many votes do we need? Oh, man, the white people, they really voting. All right, so let me link up. Because that makes it better for us. Imagine if more parents had more opportunities to send their kid, children and the child to, you know, daycare without having to pay fucking a second rent. Imagine mm. how much help that would happen. You know what I mean? Imagine that. Sucks. And Crystal Stairs shouldn't be the only place to offer that. There should be more opportunities of child care services or child tax credits. Right. But that's not my personal issue. I can only say here's a way to do it. You got to have the people in child care to do that because they have stake because they own the businesses they pay the taxes and that's how we got to link up because netflix does it google did it to to fucking take over the whole west side pavilion now they don't even have offices anymore i thought that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was so funny like, Man, i love you though wait so we just we gotta pull up we have to pull up yeah, just like Rihanna said, tell your other friends to pull up. Well, they, they might not be taking you seriously. White, your white friends might not be taking you seriously because shit, you don't, you don't take, take yourself so seriously. Serious. And then shit, like I always say, like my white friends pull up. I don't have white friends. No? Mm-mm. Wait, I can't. I don't dislike white people at all. No, 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 I don't. I, I just... just don't have white friends. Like I don't. I have Mexican friends. I have Guatemalan friends. I have El Salvadorian friends. I have Nigerian friends. African friends, but I like people of color. Right. Because, like, there's always that one thing that happens where I'm like, this bitch got me fucked up. <laughs> you done met one too many Karens. <laughs> nah, it'd be Karen's daughters. Y'all better stop oh. playing. Maybe Becky. Karen produces Becky. And Becky oh. will get her ass beat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't dislike. No, I, I feel you 100%. I just, and I'm, I'm not, and that's funny because, like, Lee and I were laughing at that. I was like, first of all, let me just say this I don't have a lot of friends. And right. it's not because like I'm a horrible person. I think it's because I've I've matured as I've gotten older and I stopped liking the same the things that I used to like. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times your that's friendships fair. are built on that. Like mm-hmm. common shared things. And mm-hmm. sometimes those change. And so Sucks. I mean I do have like I mean <laughs> I might like the I have friends, but I'm just not like I don't just hang out cool with people. just random people. I don't. That's that's fair. I don't. I used to, but it's just like I feel like when I left I'm like, girl, I just spent a whole day doing what I just did not want to do. Like why I just spend the whole day doing that? Ooh. Why? And I'm like I just don't I, I don't know, but that's I don't have any, it, Yeah, that's a whole that's, <laughs> that's a different podcast for a different person with somebody who has like a like all the friends, their family. Um, no, because I agree. Like, I don't have. I literally hang with the same people. Yeah. Like, and shit. That's where it's at. Because it's it's about way. love. It's about shared goals and shared outcomes. But like, as far as like white friends, I just don't seem. I don't. I don't. I'm a spiritual connect. We gotta connect on something. Uh-huh. And a lot of time, and I and I'm not against that. I might have a white friend pull up on me. Hey, girl, you know, mm-hmm. what's up, girl? But like, <laughs> I, I haven't. That hasn't. Happy that yet. hasn't been my life yet, and it has never been my life. Like, just I don't, I don't know. I went to HBCU. I had the same group of friends right. my whole fucking life. You know, Shit. now that I'm at work, you know, I don't have no. What about your Jewish? Your Jewish. That's co- my boss. Yeah. She's not my friend. She's not your friend, right? She's forty something years old. Oh yeah, facts. Cheyenne. I they don't make them like you no more. No, you actually answered all. <laughs> you answered all the questions without me having to ask you anything. That's the crazy part. I do have a few little like no, funny. They all gonna be funny now because it's like. No, it's funny. It's are funny. we still quarantining? Like how you? <laughs> what what happened to COVID nineteen? <laughs> okay, like? so listen, y'all. COVID nineteen is not over. It's not. Facts. No, I mean it's funny because niggas are funny because we out here, but. Quarantine is not over. It's not. I went to Lamar Park as 30 minutes later, I took my ass home because I'm like, listen. 
I do have sanitizer everywhere at all times. Though. Like I've been as cautious. I've never washed my hands this much in my life. First of all, I had to make my own hand soap because my shit was getting dry. Oh. I literally got <laughs> Dr. Bonner's with some vitamin E oil, some aloe vera, a little water. I shook that shit up. And Lee was like, why that shit so watery? I was like, because niggas don't have no chemicals in it. So you start using that. Because like, no, but the, to be serious, in all honesty, I know that there are things out there that have us outside. We're protesting, we're speaking up for our people, we're celebrating Juneteenth. Um, <laughs> it's LA in the summer, you know, the swap, the swap meet open again. Right. But black people are disproportionately dying because of COVID-19. So you could look at the numbers saying, oh, it says like only a thousand deaths and you know, white people was 2,000 deaths, but we're a less percent of the population. So we're 8% of the population. So that means more of us are dying. At 50%. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's, it's if you're outside, go get tested. There's free testing. You can literally drive through the forum. You can drive through in Compton. There's places all over LA. If you're going to be outside, get tested. Wear a mask and get tested so you can know because we're it's asymptomatic. Like, not saying I can't because I don't. I got tested already and I got temperature checked yesterday before I went to my friend's house. But <laughs> I can have it and you will not know. You would not know. But I didn't touch your shit, sat in your shit. I don't know, talk about air right. particles. And so I, I did people, wipe it down and sanitize before you came. Though, just so <laughs> Thank you. Know. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just, I want us to not take everything as a joke. Like, Absolutely. no, some shit is funny. Like, and I'm not taking that away. Like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, when it comes to like politics and community advocacy and all of that, it is, there's, there's, there, it's a spectrum. You don't have to be this or that. None of it is mutually exclusive. Like, you could be this and that. You could still joke about that shit, but be serious about it at the same time. Right. You could still go out and protest, but be precautious the next day. If you're out around a lot of people, take advantage of the free testing. Facts. If you're around, if you're having gatherings at your home, keep it under 10. Because what's happening is people think we're not dying, but we are. We are. And then there are aunties, there are uncles, there are cousins. And it's it's hard it's it's hard to say stay at home when you you see a police officer kill another black man, a, a Latino guy in Gardena, 18 years old. That was just the other day. Hanging in fucking Corona in Lake uh, Lancaster, fucking shot in Palmdale. It's like it, it's it's it angers us. But I want people to understand, if anything, when it comes to the coronavirus, when it comes to pandemic, when it comes to the stimulus check, don't get duped. Don't get duped. Like don't get duped at all. Like the economy. They we've been at home for three months. And while we were at three months, the state and the government was not making money. California went into January with a surplus. Like, I want to say like $40 billion surplus, meaning we had extra money. Let me put in a side note right there. Um, Senator Holly Mitchell, who's over our district, is the first black woman to chair of the California Budget Committee. And she's the reason why we're in surplus. A black woman did that. Pause. Shout out to her. But, I love how you know these people's names. <laughs> like, I'm going to get better. I only know the because it's black. They black. It's only <laughs> they all right here in L.A. All the black leadership comes from L.A. and then fucking two people out of San Diego. I just I mean shit. When they when you when you just jump in like out of nowhere, you'll start remembering. I fuck with Holly Mitchell because she's running to replace Mark Riley Thomas, and I'm like starting a millennial for Mitchell's campaign. Gotcha. But um, so we didn't make any money. Now three months later, we're fifty four billion dollars in deficit. <laughs> Meaning, where do you think all that money went to? Mask, PPE, um, unemployment, uh, shit, all those signs that are everywhere, Department of Public Health, housing, Project Room Key. Project Room Key is um, what the state should have done a long time ago was they rented out all the motels for homeless people during a pandemic. Why you didn't do that long time ago? I don't know. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is we lost $54 billion. So what happens? They open the economy. They allow the stores mm. to be open, but they don't allow you to go back to work. So now right. 
you make you can spend money, but you can't make no money. And they want to take your unemployment away if you go back to work too much. You spend money, and you don't make no money. And if you go back to work, you make less money, but you spend money. So now you have more people who are getting more money, but who aren't going to work. And the only thing they could do thing they could do is what? Go to the mall. And shop, shop. And who? And so what's happening? Black people, you know, niggas it. like to shop. Right. It was a line at the lawsuit when it opened. Right. Everybody went. Somebody <laughs> spent eight hundred dollars on an unemployment card. Cool, that's your business. Whatever. Right. That's how you spend your money. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. The opportunity is not, I mean, what I'm saying is they're pushing us disproportionately into poverty more and more mm -hmm. because you, you have, it's like a bank. We put in more money in and there's no money coming, coming back. Out, right. There's more withdrawals than deposits. So we're putting, we're going to the mall, we're shopping, we're buying black, we're doing all of that, but we're spending more money we have on the basis that we'll get unemployment that's going to stop in July. So what happens in July? Even if it, it we it's set to stop in July, we don't know if they're going to renew it. The $600 extra, I mean. So if you have unemployment, it's going to run out whenever it runs out. But that extra cushion that we've been living our, well, I've been working, but we've been living our best lives on is going to be away. And then guess what's also is going to go away? The jobs you used to have. Mm -hmm. But the shopping is still going to be there. Because the jobs aren't the same. You can't go back into office. If your job doesn't have a work from home, then what are you going to do? The okay. office, like. I'm working from home until October because our job literally does not know how we could be in the office when we work in a shared space. If you worked in WeWork, if you worked in um, in spaces, if you worked in Vector 90, mm -hmm. if you worked in all these co-working spaces, Innovate Entrepreneurs Hub. These are Black-owned. Innovate Entrepreneurs Hub, The Metaphor Club, Vector 90. They're all co-working spaces, Black-owned, Black as fuck, right? How are you going to go? What are you going to do? How are you going to go back to work when you work right. at the county and everybody's next to each other? We don't know what jobs look like. So they're having to spend all of our money when we need to be saving it even more. Because when, it re when the re economy fully reopens, half of us are still going to be on unemployment. Well, and who's going to be on unemployment disproportionately more? <laughs> Black people. Because all not all not a lot of us don't have the skills that is needed to switch. And I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about poor people in, or people in poverty, low-income people in general, whether you're black, white, Latino, Latino Asian, whatever. If you're in a considered low-income and you had a, a essential type job that wasn't in a grocery or a labor, you might not have a job. job for sure. So I, the pandemic is real because it's not just about the virus. It's about how the virus affects the economy. And when the economy gets hit, we lose. We lose. We lose. Those white people with these big ass houses, these niggas is living their best lives right now. They're fucking swimming. Mm -hmm. You know, they're ordering the Instacart, the Postmates, because they already have money regardless of the pandemic. Yeah, and they have credit cards that they can furlough to them. This unemployment is extra shit to them. Like, oh yeah, let me pull up and get unemployment. Now all of, fuck, all of a sudden niggas want government But that assistance. gives, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> This shit is crazy, Cheyenne. It's real. This shit is crazy. It's real. So I can't say don't go out and live your life because black joy is real. Live your life. Mm. But nigga, wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> go get that COVID-19. Brush up on some skills. With these, right. we take a little fucking free certificate. Get a little certificate. Like right now, for black men, especially if you have a... Um, we registering for real estate. Yeah, if you black men, even if you have a record, or just in general, if you don't mind getting your hands dirty, you better get into them solar panel installations. Mm. You want to know why? You let me tell you why. Because first of all, it's solar energy. Everybody knows solar energy is is it's where we're moving rare. to. Secondly, there's more there's more jobs for solar energy, but there's less people doing it. And what we're gonna have do is white people gonna wake up one day like, oh, we can get it. So, so I'm gonna give a shout out to Grid Alternatives. Grid is a nonprofit organization in South Central. Oh, it's actually on Flower and um, Pico downtown. But they install they install solar panels, um, and they give you a tax credit for low income families who own their homes in South LA. Like all our grannies, they own that shit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Grannies wasn't playing in the no. 50s and 60s in Nor or Normandy and Central. <laughs> the granny, I call it the granny area. You know the granny area between Vanes and Central. They was getting they their own money. their homes. They own their homes. But so mm -hmm. anyway, long story short, their solar energy and, and um, learning how to install solar panels is like the it's like the big money you want to know why because i can't just go get up and fucking push the solar panel on my roof and it pays 
thousands of dollars. I'm talking about $52 an hour type shit, like to put in mm. solar panels. So all I'm saying is while we at home or while we outside, just make sure we have, make sure that we're having a conversation. It's not about like teaching people. It's about talking to people. Just having regular conversations like, yeah, bro, like this shit gonna be crazy when it opens up. Fuck, I don't know if my job will reopen and I'm out to just fuck with this solar panel shit. So either you, you know, Change it might, installing it might not be your thing. Okay, buy some fucking stocks. If you got money, buy the solar panel shit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, or, you know, invest in somebody's business. Buy, if your homeboy know how to install the solar panels, buy the trucks so he can get it back and forth. Of your such and such as a graphic designer, put the little 80 do plumbing sign on the side of the trucks. You know what I mean? Right. Hire your friends who went to jail because they can't get regular jobs. Hire your friends who went to jail. Now y'all, it, now it's six of y'all with two trucks and y'all got y'all solar panel thing. Y'all, and then whoever owns it gets the contract. Like, oh, we put solar panels, make the call. Like, it's opportunity for that. Um, Mommy Vincent just got a contract where he do. He has a trucking business and mm -hmm. he moves like for Walmart, TJ Maxx and shit like that. And that is shit. It's money out there. Wait. Government contracts. People too good for trucking if jobs. If it's a transportation business, sign up for a small <laughs> business. Like uh, go get your certified minority owned business certificate from the city of LA. It takes like shit. Call me. I'll do it. Uh -huh. That shit takes minutes <laughs> to do it. I made Lee do it. Lee is a DJ, but he also has like all the sound equipment, the lights right. and all that. What do we do? Entertainment services for the city of LA. Mm -hmm. So now what? When you're doing a little contract, looking for a DJ or looking for a sound for a city event. He pop up. How much are those contracts? Big. $60,000 for fucking like eight hours of work. Like I'm trying, cause this is what white, this is what other <laughs> people are doing. They got contracts with the government yeah. and minority owned businesses. The only thing that stops them from government contracts is accounting and, mm. and, and relationships. Everybody needs accounting and Indeed. get them certificates. Then minority-owned business certificates, small business certificates, and I'm probably about to argue that it needs to say black-owned and not minority-owned, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, and I know I've been saying a lot, but the no, really messages. Honestly, you literally like, answered every question I have, down to like the protests. Like I don't Black Lives Matter. Like literally, you've answered every question that I have without me saying anything. I just be talking. It's nope. because I had the the praise and worship session this morning. Like, okay, God, use me. Then I hit the dedication on the way to so let them oh, know. Like, yeah, okay, serious. what's up? <laughs> you know the fucking vibe. <laughs> nah, but I think the message is clear. Like, it's very easy. And if you don't know, if you have any questions, hit me up. I can either answer them for you or I can send you to Cheyenne. But we need to be directed. Um, I feel like it's so much to learn. It's so much to know. It's so much that we have to unlearn. Yeah. It's so many habits that we have to embrace. You know what I mean? We need to change our outlook on wealth. Like, I don't think we know what being rich is, but we don't know what it, we don't know what wealth is. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, I can't speak for everybody. I, mean, I I know the difference, but I think the majority of the people, they have it confused a little bit. Yeah, you know wealth is money you could pass down. Wealth is And still life have riches. Wealth what? is life insurance. Thank like, the first step to getting wealth right now, at this moment, is life Thank insurance. They, and here's the problem. They try to take we that away from us. We are skeptical of everybody who try to sell us life insurance. I don't Thank know what you. you're trying to do. Why do you think people get it? You think white... And I'm sorry, I like to say, I don't know what you think white people, white people, but they're, like, the opposite of, like, they're, they're not an example of what to do, but they have some structures that shit we need to only black rich people do you know what i mean or black wealthy people mm -hmm. do like life insurance for instance like i have life insurance you know what i mean i, I got life, life insurance. insurance through my job i got life insurance i pay for and then my granny got life insurance on oh, me right and i got a life insurance policy on my little sister on my little sisters who are 10 and 8 all together that's like a hundred dollars a month and when i wasn't working shit I was calling like, hey, I'm going to pay next month because I don't want my policy to shit fucking down. go down, die down. That's if I needed to. Right. But I'm real. Like, shit, I, I got broke as fuck paying for college like a year ago and that shit was stressful. But I was grinding. And that's the thing. People think that rich and wealthy, like, is something that, like, it's sustained a long time because you could be broke in cash but still have money. Your credit right. is good. You got, like, life insurance. Mm -hmm. Like, shit, you don't have investments but you've invested in people and so people will invest Amen. back in you. Amen. And so, 
that's what it is. It's a mindset. So when you talk about rich versus wealthy, that's exactly what it is. But we have to trust each other. The mm -hmm. hardest thing about the black community, I think, is like trust and commitment mm -hmm. because we were broken. And I don't blame. I, like I said, I don't judge anybody. I don't. I have opinions. I'm not gonna be wrong. I'm like, oop, but like I ain't gonna treat you that way because I ooped in my head. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> but like we judge each other so much, and we don't trust each other, and we don't. And we don't trust each other for reasons like they broke us. Mm -hmm. They broke us. They raped our men. They raped our women. They separated us by language. And when people think that slavery didn't affect us, you got it fucked up because it trickled down into economic slavery. It trickled down into how we see each other. It trickled down into fucking us having all this money, Black Wall Street and niggas bombing us. It's like same thing in Philadelphia. Uh, fucking I and I just learned this a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago about the philadelphia police was looking for um 11 people in a move organization similar to like the panthers and they wouldn't come outside so instead of the police knocking the door down to come get them the police dropped a bomb on philadelphia they killed a hunt they killed 15 people four of them were kids and they and 250 62 homes were burned down 150 people were homeless this shit was what? like happened. This wasn't a long time ago. This shit was in the seventies or early eighties. And so, like, that's what I'm trying to tell people is like, when we say why we don't trust people, why we don't trust the government, why we don't trust the police, why we don't trust our neighbors, sometimes because systemically, not systematically, the difference is system. Systematically is a method. Means one person did another thing, did another thing, another thing. But systemically means the way it was set up, the way the system was created school What's system was was against us we were never meant to thrive not because somebody came in and became the boss and made new rules no whether if it was a person or the rules the way it was set up was meant for us to fail and so a lot of times we don't trust each other because all of us are in survival mode and I understand that when you in survival mode, sometimes you don't give a fuck about the person next to you. You got to feed your kids, your grandma's sick, your niggas in jail. You trying to, your, your mm. boss is on tripping on you. So you have to think about those things before when you walk in a room that all of us are not monolithic. Like we all don't have the same black experience and we still going to look good. So you probably will never know. But one thing right. about us, you're not going to tear us down because we always going to show up the part. Right. But we have right. to be vulnerable and transparent enough to trust each other amidst our struggles so that we know we have a shared goal. And everybody don't have the shared goal. So if they don't have a shared goal with you, don't fuck with them. Don't try to get them to your goal. They might have a shared goal with somebody else. And so that's how it that's how it moves. That's how it moves. And when it comes to rich and wealthy, we have to understand those things because when you have that mindset and when you look through that lens, then things don't things matter differently then you get you you the weight is off a little bit because i don't trust everybody who pulls up on me i you know what's up, what's up? <laughs> but like i mean like i give everybody the benefit of the doubt and that probably could just be the god in me like you know let's take like girls for instance right like i don't fuck with niggas niggas get on my nerves and you know how niggas are Oh yeah, that nigga might have done that. But when I got it, when I come to a new nigga, I'm giving him new, fresh, a new opportunity. Right. And that's probably the guy to me because I need new grace, new mercy every fucking day. Because I did probably did some bullshit yesterday. It's like, oop, my bad guy. And so that's what I hey, want man. people to to think about. Like, it's not about, oh yeah, I, I saw the podcast. Okay, so now I'm politics. Okay, politics. It's like no, just listen a little bit more. Right. You know what I mean? Pull up just a little bit more. One time, you know, you know, con converse with somebody a little bit more. Reach it's out. not no direct outcome. You know what I mean? And the biggest thing that will help is unfollowing negativity and following positivity. Like two years ago, I swear to God, I did. I, I unfollow all the negative shit. All right. I unfollowed it all. Like the only like I unfollowed it all. Like if I want to see what's happening in the shade room, I will go to the shade room. But I'm not like looking at it all day, and I'm not gonna down a black woman on her grind. But I think that is, I don't think it's conducive. You know what I mean? But I media is media, and 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 people like what they like in entertainment is what they do. But it's about like how much do we want to share versus how much do we want to consume. And so when you talk about consumption, because we're not going to really get off social media. Like, honestly, I'm not. I tried. Right. But, <laughs> like, I might hit a fast or two, but, like, I ain't going to, oh, I never again. 
<laughs> so, but I um, what I follow is I follow people my age, my peers who are doing good shit that I'm interested in. You know, they don't have to have a million followers. They don't have to post all the time. I don't right. think I'm looking for a magazine. You know, something to look through all the time. And then I follow stuff that that shares information. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're going to see the pictures on the Explore page anyway. anyway. So it's just like, unfollow the things that aren't feeding you. Your feed should feed you, period. Your social media feed should, should feed, feed you. you. And if you want to be a little bit more into politics or you not, and I don't, don't call it politics. If you want to be a little bit more engaged in your community, follow people who are engaging. And so maybe you don't want to pull up for a ballot breakdown, but maybe you want to pull up for a South LA, LA cleanup. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so you could choose how you want to enter. It does. There's no way to do it. There's no way to look at it. Angela Davis said it yes at the yesterday at the Juneteenth celebration. Like, the problem is you want you don't want the ghetto blackness. You want the the looks good on TV blackness. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Like, <laughs> all the way. Show up however you are, because that's mm -hmm. the only way that we're gonna really get changed when we're authentic, we're an aggressive, when we trust each other, and when we collaborate. Facts. When we, what will we say? We're stronger together, and that's just how it goes. So I, we could just wrap it up. Um, vote, 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 vote. Cheyenne, I think we're gonna have to bring you back for like Cheyenne 2.0 because <laughs> we still need to talk about them ballots, and we can do that closer to election. Yeah, time. in November because I mean, shit, we don't it's, even know. We don't know what's going on right All now. All we know is one thing. Let me say one thing. I don't give a fuck what you think about Joe Biden. You better get your ass out there and vote, vote. for that nigga. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you hey, think. Hey, man, I'm voting for I don't give a fuck for. what you think. I'm voting for He got my, Who else would Bernie you vote Sanders for? Bernie Sanders ain't in the campaign. We could all wish Bernie Sanders was. Right. Oh, okay, I was for fucking Elizabeth Warren. Shit, I wasn't even for Kamala. Because even though she's a black woman, I think she's a badass senator. And I need her on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Because they make all the rules on criminal justice. So, yeah, she needs to go where And all her mistakes her. that she made. You know, like, a nigga make a mistake. You know what to do next the next Same, time. Right. So, she has a lot of pull in the Senate. I need her to stay there or as a VP. I don't need her to be the president. <laughs> I didn't need her there. But now we got one option. We need to choose that one option collectively. collectively. And you know how we press them? We vote them into office. Then we pull up like, yeah, we voted you in the office. What you got for us? What That's you? how you do it. Because you're not going to get on the outcome because then of divisiveness and everybody going to argue. I can't believe Joe Biden. Can you believe what he said about black people? Yeah, it was true. But he just shouldn't have person that said that. Say, if right. you're black... And you identify as a black person in America and you care about black issues and black wealth and and black greatness, then you better vote for Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> Period. He probably shouldn't have said that. That wasn't his job to say that because you can't talk about blackness when you're not black. Right. I know we wrapping up and I know that was no, 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 I just no. had to say that because no. voting is important. If there's one thing you do. You get your ass out there and you vote that bitch ass nigga um, out of office. Like, I don't even want, I couldn't tell you anything that he's done because I don't even, that shit, that name is blocked on all my feeds. Because I mean, shit, you already know. Right. Vote. Vote. And if you don't know who to vote for, contact with somebody who does and then just shit. Call I'll Cheyenne. Scream. How can they reach you out? That's how we going to drop the mic. Okay. How can they reach you? Well, <laughs> follow me. <laughs> follow me at Cheyenne Wins. Um, that's my name on Facebook and Instagram. I'm active on Facebook. If you want a long, if you want a long, uh, explanation of what I be talking about, Facebook, Facebook is the one, because that's all the aunties, all the donors on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram at Cheyenne Wins, and you can directly email me at Cheyenne at thenewblackera.org. And follow the New Black Era. That's one of Cheyenne's pages, too. Yes, and I'm also hiring a social media coordinator for the New Black Era. So if you She really dropping like, jobs. If you really like um, sharing black shit and um, you like social media, I'm looking for someone. Obviously, part-time. It's just a social media coordinator, so don't, I'm not trying to make anybody rich. I'm not rich. <laughs> but I'm looking for someone to join that and... Pull up. Email me, Cheyenne at the New Black Era.org. Cheyenne, it's been great having you here. Um, you. I'm overwhelmed because you made my job so easy. I didn't have to ask you no questions. You just gave all the game and dropped just buckets and buckets of gems. <laughs> and I just hope you had a great time and a great experience at my homeboy James. And we're going to bring you back for Cheyenne 2.0. Facts. I don't care what you say. I'll buy it if I have to. <laughs> I'll pay for the walkthrough. But you coming back. No, and I just pay. want you to keep going. Don't stop. I know you're not going to stop. Keep God first. Keep your faith and just be you. Thank Everything you. else I think would 
you ain't gonna let slip anyway. <laughs> but just keep being yourself and just keep letting your your big little light shine. <laughs> Thank you. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>